0: Good Monday morning this is a very sensitive topic for many people because as soon as you see the word gluttony people think that you're talking about people who are fat or obese there will be no fat shaming in this message or in our church at any time so ease your minds on that one right gluttony is a lot more complex than that in scripture it actually means to overfill and yes it can mean with um, with food but it's also referring to work it's referring to sexual pleasure it's referring to uh, alcohol quite a bit and in those instances the words are very often translated for drunkenness but it's the same root it's the same concept that overfilling with the things of this world taking more than you need in this world now only you can draw those lines uh, I don't care what charts they make up. I mean, I'm I'm five 5'9", and I've got a 32-inch waist, and I think most people would look upon me as a trim fellow, uh, shorter but trim. And yet, if I step on the scales at my doctor's office, their little chart that they've got says overweight, and then, you know, oh, no, he's in trouble. Well, I could get down to skeletal if they wished, but I have no interest in that. Don't allow a chart to define you. Because when it comes to weight, and now we're going to go into a wee bit of science, can we? Bariatrics is the study of weight and it, it has many different aspects to it. You, you go everywhere from uh, treating anorexia and bulimia all the way to uh, morbid obesity. And you will find if you get into this field that it is one of the most complex fields ever because There is no simple answer to why fat forms and doesn't form according to the person and the time. Can it be too much food? Well, of course it can be. But should you assume that that's your problem or if if you're struggling with your weight or if you see someone who's very large, should you assume that their problem is too much food? No. No. You cannot assume that they are being gluttons. There are too many other factors at play, some of which will seem to you to be nonsensical or mythical or just an excuse if you're somebody who's never had to fight a weight issue. Uh, But the fact is it's, it's even more complex than I'm gonna tell you now. One is that food is very, very much available now, but we were designed by God to survive in times where food was not available and we've not adjusted our behavior, that certainly comes into play. And then there are the commercials that tell us that this is the meal that you can buy from this restaurant or that restaurant and this meal will feed your whole family and it's only so many dollars. Well, are you aware that we didn't eat like we eat now before? before media, commercials, and constant pressure. In fact, breakfast was pretty much a nothing for most people until the breakfast and cereal industry got into it, and then the milk and the eggs and the bacon people got into it, and then who knows where IHOP came up with it. But before then, people might grab a little bit of leftover food out of the fridge, if there was a fridge, or they may grab a couple of apples, or they might eat some corn. Um, in many places in the world today, breakfast every day is a little bit of rice and milk, or a little bit of um, ground-up chickpea. It's and I've, you know, people say it's the most important meal of the day. No, that that all came from an ad program many decades ago. So, but we get convinced we must have this amount of food that does play into it but there it's worse than this because fat is cheap and because they want to sell food but not half they want they want to maximize profits sugar is poured into everything Uh, my wife went on a fast from sugar uh, as a religious thing uh, a couple of years ago and her frustration became palpable you could buy a can of green beans and there's sugar in it we don't buy bologna but if you buy bologna have a look, a lot of sugar in it, a lot of sugar in processed meats. In some deli meats, uh, you will find sugar in everything, things that you never thought it would be, everything from your spaghetti sauce, to your cat chip, to whatever, sugar. Why? Cheap. Uh, and the government also pays the farmers to raise it uh, and it keeps the prices artificially high. And so we can use all that, you know, it's, it's all part of the program. You don't have to you don't have to sort it all out and the world's not against you just be aware that if you look at the dollar menu you're going to see things which are cheap because they are stuffed full of fat and they've got sugar added to bulk them up that's cheap and therefore that's why it's on the dollar menu and yes there are food deserts there are people who live in places where getting fresh fruit and veg is just brutally difficult So one of the reasons why we love Elaine and Chris Whitney and their, um, their charitable organization called One Generation Away, known locally as One Gen Away, because they, they supply poor people with fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, semi trucks full, good stuff, nothing old, nothing bad. A millionaire would be happy to have that food on his plate or her plate. And that's the kind of food they give. And it's just, it's wonderful. But for many people, they don't have a one-gender way around them and therefore they get what they get and it's cheap and they're poor. When you're poor, it is incredibly hard to eat well. And so what do you eat? You eat the cheap stuff. That's fats and starches. That has an effect. Does that mean that they're gluttons? No, no, no. They're kind of just trapped in a lifestyle that they don't have that much power to change. And I've had people say, oh, they can exercise. If you've been in that situation, you know that, well, let's just go take a walk. All of your joints are feeling every pain. It's just, it's not simple. And we should not treat it as if it were, and neither should we shame people who are differently shaped because we don't know the reasons. There are viruses and bacteria involved, a biodome in people that, can cause obesity and we can't identify which one is doing what, but we know they're involved. Plastics and the off-gassing of plastics also plays a part. And I don't care if you believe it or not, it does. How do you control that? Well, the the quick answer is you don't. The off-gassing of plastics is also the most likely culprit for a worldwide drop in fertility and men. Uh, we don't know about in women. We know women's fertility is struggling right now, but we're, the causes seem to be more complex there than in the men. But the off-gassing of some of these things, these chemicals in our environment has caused it to be much more difficult for men to be fertile for a long period of time or to produce as much sperm as they used to. And the fall is really increasing that could be a part of our evolutionary journey on the earth that we are changing shape and changing into something else i'm sure that neanderthal was not really sure what happened when he saw the first modern you know homo habilis or something more modern than him coming across the ridge we don't know and so again ignorance is a is, is is not sin here because it is just a mystery to us there are more um there of course there's work and a lot of times your work requires you to sit that's not what you were designed for but sitting has consequences everything has consequences your lifestyle of course so we're not going to ever fat shame we're christians we don't do that and we understand that gluttony is a far bigger picture than that. If I have too many guitars, and no, I don't know what too many are. When people ask a guitarist how many guitars they have, they always have say more than we need and less than we want. And I think that's true about people's everything, isn't it? We tend to collect too much because we have in our hearts and minds a scarcity mindset. I know, I have found myself Uh, a week after Thanksgiving, tucking into that last bit of pie because, well, we don't want it to go to waste. (laughs) Or we're not going to have pecan pie until next Thanksgiving, so we got to jump on it now. That scarcity mindset, that also is at play here. It's why our closets are too full. Our garages, our garages uh, are too full. It's why our lives are too full. And gluttony is the sin of overfilling. The Old Testament prophet had it right when he said, rust will be used as a witness against you. He was speaking of the fact that we have so much stuff that we don't even use it. And that's a witness against us because we could have used that that money and that time on better things and to help people. As the other prophet put it, you've sold the poor for a pair of shoes. And it's brutal, doesn't it? So what are you overfilling your life with? And it could be work. It could be workaholism. It could be alcoholism. It could be drugs. It could be exercise because you can overexercise and you can damage your joints and muscles and such because you don't know when to stop. And that knowing when to stop. When it comes to eating, there's a law of diminishing returns. The first bite of cake tastes better than the, than the last. And there is a downward graph line that goes there. With much in the in, in life, it is the same. Enjoy the first bit. But don't don't have a scarcity mindset that you're not going to be blessed tomorrow and next week. You will be. Instead, relax. Share. Give. And instead of judging others uh, who have lives issues and situations, you have no idea what's going on there. Instead of judging others, why don't you let God do his job and you do yours, which is to love God and love your neighbor as yourself? And since you're in charge of you, make your decision not to overfill with anything. Don't point out what others do. You work on you. I'll work on me. Deal? Deal. Have a great